Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 14. I am your host, representing the old school wrestling fan, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan, Jeremy. All right, guys, we got another action-packed show today. Today we're going to be talking about Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. We're going to be talking about unfortunate circumstances regarding Jeff Hardy, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WWE Day 1, and our AEW Dynamite review. But first, right now, please like and subscribe to the PW Fan on YouTube, where we have full episodes posted. And if you could... Please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out, and we appreciate it so much. For t-shirts, you want to go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan to get your pocket logo shirt. All right, now that we got all the plug stuff out of the way, let's start the show. Andy, what do you want to get into first, man? All righty. So first I want to talk about uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano leaving NXT, or I believe they are. Uh, this past weekend was War Games. I'm not really going to talk about that too much, but... Uh, Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly teamed up against or against Imperium for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Imperium ended up winning, and at the end, Von Wagner went to attack Kyle, but Kyle, you could say, uh, saw it coming and uh, got the best of Von Wagner and then threw up the Undisputed Era sign with his hands. So I thought that was interesting. Um, the following... Uh, Tuesday, the opening match was Von Wagner versus Kyle O'Reilly in a cage match that Von Wagner won and threw the steel uh, steel cage door in Kyle's face multiple times. At the end of the night, Johnny Gargano, who had promised at the end of War Games to talk to the NXT universe, got on the mic. You know, I guess he pretty much said that uh, he doesn't know what his future holds. He just knows in February he's going to be, you know, become a dad. Um, he was thanking the NXT Universe for his, I believe, six years there. And afterwards, Grayson Waller came out and attacked him with a chair. But online, after NXT went off the air, online, uh, you know, some of the dirt sheets, I guess you could say, were showing pictures of basically it seemed like. Gargano and Kyle were saying goodbye to, you know, people like Shawn Michaels and there was a lot of photos of them hugging people goodbye and even some crying going on. So, um, you know, if you could speculate, it, it seems like both are leaving NXT for right now. We'll have to see what, you know, their future holds. But what do you guys think? Where would you like to see them go if they do leave? Yeah, I think definitely for Kyle O'Reilly, I think he's gone. Like, I think they already see the, you know, storyline building in AEW. That's why he wants to go there. But Johnny Gargano, I really thought that when he said that he was going to announce, uh, you know, what's going to happen to him on the NXT, and it's like a farewell, basically. But WWE usually never allows people to do that, unlike, unless it's like, you know, a Daniel Bryan situation. But I feel... Like, he was staying until you saw the after uh, after the show clips of them crying and kind of, like, sitting in the ring and taking it all in. I was like, well, he could actually be leaving now. Like, and you, you, like he could be taking time off for, you know, his kid that's coming pretty soon. So, you know, who knows? But, yeah, definitely for Kyle O'Reilly, I think he's he's gone. Yeah, I mean, 
<clears throat> the obvious thing is I, I'm thinking AEW, right? Like, that's what we all want to see. Well, that's what I want to see. But, yeah, you just don't know. And I thought uh, Kyle Riley putting up the Undisputed Era sign was so cool. It, it I don't know. I love when they cross over and interbleed into different companies because it's one of those things where I've seen people complain during Dynamite that, oh, they make too many WWE references. We all know, we all know what's going on. And, like, to acknowledge it, I feel like is okay. It just makes the wrestling world more fun to talk about. So I have no problem with them, you know, if that was a shout-out to Adam Cole saying what's up to him or something like that or just being thankful for the whole Undisputed Era run. Um, I thought that... I like things like that in wrestling, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, now you have Bobby Fish and Adam Cole both in AEW. If Kyle goes over there, I mean, the obvious, I feel like, choice is to make them feud with the elite, Young Bucks and Kenny. I would love to uh, see I it. I see today, you know, Tony Khan, it'd be, I think it'd be awesome. Tony Khan. Over who can have possession of Adam Cole. <laughs> they both want him. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan did say recently, I read online, that uh he sees Adam Cole, you know, be eventually being the biggest star. Um, I don't know if any of you saw that, but, you know, the man that owns the company has seen it that way. So it'd be logical to eventually uh, see him feud with Kenny. Can I just go on a quick thing? We'll get into it with Dynamite stuff. If he really feels that way and Adam Cole is supposed to be their biggest guy at some point, they better start treating him like him. I swear, he's like the third wheel to the Young Bucks now. It's like weird. He's always just like pandering behind him and stuff. So maybe that's part of the story. Long-term storytelling. We'll see. Maybe he's like, hey, I'm Adam Cole, baby. I'm nobody's sidekick or something. You know, I don't know. But <clears throat> we'll see what happens. But that's interesting that Tony said that. I actually did not hear about that. Well, it would be interesting if while Kenny's gone, Adam Cole kind of rises up as a leader and then there's confrontation. Kind of like when Kenny and Cody feuded uh, in the indies and stuff about who's the real leader of the Bullet Club. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, just on another note, too, I always love how, like you said, Tim, that the wrestlers have past uh, wrestling lives, basically, in AEW still. Like, they talk about what they've done in other companies. which It just, it just makes it feel more real and relevant to them rather than just saying, like, they're starting out in a new wrestling career, just joining the company when everyone knows they've been wrestling for 10 years. So my thing, again, I'm the old school wrestling fan. So in ECW, Steve Austin and Shane Douglas would always reference, this is not a new concept. Like This is something that works and that has been done in wrestling for the last 40 years. So like for instance, when Shane Douglas and Steve Austin were in ECW, they used their bad experience in WCW as fuel for their character to become baby faces and they would always trash Stone Cold would say and I fired him on the phone just like Eric Bischoff and I like he would like reference Eric Bischoff and and uh Shane Douglas Shane Douglas Shane Douglas would always talk about how he hated Ric Flair and that he was an old man who held him down and if you guys haven't seen any of that old Shane Douglas promo stuff it's it's something to be heard. He's dropping F-bombs left and right. It's pretty intense. But, no, but I think it's a good thing. Like, I think, we, like you said, we all know what's happening. 
we all know people have worked other places and gone by different character names. So, so why not just, instead of making it silly and pretending that we don't know, just say it. Well, WWE's the only place, it seems like, that that doesn't happen. Because they either well, change yeah. their names, they want to make the superstars their own. seems like everywhere else, you know, it's all one connected universe. And then there's WWE. There's the WWE universe. Back to the Kyle O'Reilly stuff. I mean, I think most people know if they've read that Roderick Strong did sign uh, another contract, so he won't be going over. So if Kyle does go to AEW, it will just be the original uh, Undisputed Era group, if they even group, you know, group together over there. So Roddy's older. Well, they have to if he goes over there. I mean, like, that'd be such a missed opportunity. Yeah. You know, Roddy's older. I'm not saying Kyle. I mean, not Kyle Riley, but Bobby Fish is older too. But Roddy's older, and you know, maybe he. We don't know. You know, maybe he doesn't want to wrestle a lot more time, and maybe he's like, I'm just going to make as much money as possible, so I can get out and you know do whatever I want. I guess we'll see. But I mean, yeah. you never know the reasons why people do things. Well, on that note, I don't. I mean. I want to talk about this, but I'm bummed it happened. So you guys want to talk about the just Jeff rip Hardy it stuff? off? Yeah, talk about Jeff Hardy. All right. So, I mean, you guys can fill in any details that I'm I don't cover. So there was a house show. It was the Bloodline, including Roman Reigns, against Drew McIntyre, uh, Jeff Hardy, and Xavier Woods. Throughout the match, Jeff Hardy started looking really sluggish, and at the end of the match, uh, I don't think he celebrated in the ring. He just went out into the crowd and went backstage. Uh, From what I've read, after that incident, he was replaced in the match the next night, same match, next night in Corpus Christi with Rey Mysterio, and he was kicked off the tour. A couple days later, we all find out or actually, today, technically, we found out that Jeff Hardy has been released by WWE. He They offered him uh, rehab, and he refused it. So, Jeff Hardy is no longer under contract. Um, How do you feel Yeah, what's about your that? guys' initial thoughts? How do I feel? Well, being a big Jeff Hardy fan, it's... Well, he's like Man, one of your sucks. favorite wrestlers. Like, there's a lot of things your... I was looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, especially back in the day, God, I mean, uh, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that he's been an influence to. Um, today I saw, you know, he had a lot of support from Damian Priest, Big E, Big Swole, Cedric Alexander, his brother Matt Hardy, Leo Rush, even Virgil. All these people were saying nothing but positive things about him and that they uh, – you know, support him and wish him best of luck. He's, it seems like he's one of those people that's like such a good person, but has this demon, um, that he can't seem to get away from. Now they didn't, I mean, I know his recent stuff, uh, or like the DUI. So maybe he had drinking, you know, but you know, it also could have been drugs like his, his past stuff. You never know. They never really specified. It's just that he was offered some sort of rehab. Um, you know, and he, he denied it. Maybe, I was thinking about it, maybe 
he feels like he can tackle it on his own, and it, maybe it was just a one-time mess-up. You know, he's been good this long. Maybe he just needs some supportive family. I don't know. Or, or, I mean, as weird as it, it is to say, could he have won it maybe out of his contract? And he thought he was good to go. He'd be fine by himself, so he also denied rehab that way. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's like if he's like, Yeah, I can beat it, but also I could get out of this contract if I wanted to. I mean, I don't know where his head's at, but I'm just, I, I, I do I do know that I mean, based off the broken skull sessions, he had some stuff he wanted to do. He wanted a feud with Roman. Uh Edge had said something about wanting to do, you know, one more feud with Jeff Hardy that he felt like they kinda had to do it while both were there. I don't know, it's a bummer. Stuff um, like this, def- stuff like this, def- definitely isn't something that you can take lightly. And I just, my concern is like, just honestly, is more outside of wrestling. It's like a human to human. Like, not that he knows me, but I've been a fan of his for twenty years. I hope he's okay, and I hope that if he does need help, I'm not gonna say he does or doesn't. I'm, I don't think that's fair. But if he does need help, I hope that he he gets it and. He figures out what's going on with him because seems like a, gr- a really nice person. He just has a lot of personal issues and sucks. Well, you've met him before. I've met him with you also. He was always Dude, he was super like one of nice the coolest wrestlers. At least yeah, it was like I've met him twice, and th- the time when we met him together was my favorite. But they were so nice. They were so cool. Yeah, I mean, this is tough too because he was going on a good run. He really like, was. In yeah, terms he was of, trying. Like, he was finally getting him, a push. Yeah, he was thinking like this would be his last run, and he wanted wanted to make it the best one. So that's the that's tough the tough part for it because you know like it's all the what could have been things, and I know it's like I, it doesn't really matter right now like where he goes to next or what happens in his wrestling career because hope that he's like fine first of all, um, but maybe I don't know maybe being with his brother in his wrestling career is kind of probably what's you know might be best for him maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I really hope if he if he honestly does need help and doesn't feel like he can do it uh, just with the support of his family and stuff, then he gets help. Um, maybe maybe the guy just needs a break, you know. I th- I think about. Uh, I was talking this with a buddy today, but I think about. I wonder if the, you know, he feels pressure to, kind of do the things that his twenty some year old body would do and you know has these expectations and so he does them and then really in the long run it's not doing him any good uh, but we never know what's really going on with people mental health wise or pain wise um, especially someone so closed off like Jeff Hardy I mean I doubt even some people that are close to him really know what's going on yeah and also everything he's been through already I mean, it's, it has to be yeah, tough I, it's, ob- it's obviously his choice in the end but if he if he just said like openly like like if there was a thing where he said to fans like guys I just can't do this anymore like I think like any like understanding human being would be like dude it's cool like, I think we'd all understand like, like you've do. done you've <laughs> done like everything man it's all good like your body is like beat up man you can just relax yeah it just uh I was saying. <laughs> It's just weird timing-wise because I just watched last week the Broken Skull Sessions with him. And 
in it, he says, you know, this is my last chance. Yeah. He says, this is my last chance. You know, if I mess it up, like, it's over. And then a week or so later, it happened. They were about to give him the big push. It was happening. Well, like I texted you guys in the group chat, uh, apparently Roman and Heyman were, you know, all down to do a program with Jeff Hardy. Uh, the ro- makes it even worse. You know it was going to happen then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they have, you know, some some leverage. Uh, the rumor was it would, if it was going to happen, it would be either the Rumble or the next Saudi pay per view. Which so aren't yeah, too far. Exactly. So. And he apparently had been wanting to feud with Roman during this run. So, you know, in the end, whether he even goes back to wrestling or not, that that's okay. I just, you know, I think we all hope that, you know, he's good in the end. But moving on to the actual shows this week, let's get into SmackDown. So SmackDown opened with Brock Lesnar uh, returning. He comes out. Gets on the mic. All of a sudden, uh, it's not too long into his promo, that Sami Zayn's music hits. Pat McAfee says, quote-unquote, what an idiot. It it just made me it made me laugh so hard just because he said it so seriously. I'm like, why would you interrupt Rock Lesnar right now? <laughs> um, <laughs> but they get to talking. Brock basically says, I have the slightest idea who you are. All throughout the promo between them, he's super sarcastic. At one point, you know, he he faces the camera with Sami Zayn, has his arm around his shoulder, and he says, I can see it now, kid. Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Look at the bright lights, kid. Uh, eventually, Brock, quote-unquote, convinces Sami to fight Roman in the main event. Really, he just threatened him. Uh... Throughout the entire night, Brock is hilarious backstage. He's super sarcastic. As uh, we were saying to each other, I don't know where this Brock has been, but he doesn't need someone like Heyman to talk for him. Maybe when he first came back to WWE uh, after his UFC career, he did. But this Brock, I, I could watch every week and be completely entertained. The ma- Yeah. This this Brock could be the best version of Brock we've yeah, ever it's, seen. It's so good. I, I'm all here for it. Uh, the main event though was uh, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Sami Zayn comes out. Brock comes out because he said he was going to watch the match. Before the match even starts, Brock destroys Sami Zayn with a couple suplex. You know, he takes Sami to Suplex City. He does two F fives. Then Roman comes out, beats Sami Zayn very quickly. And now it's set for day one. It is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. What do you guys think? I'm hyped. Let's go, Roman. <laughs> it's going to be a great match. They always have. I mean, this is like the 20th time they're facing each other, but it's still going to be a great I, match. I feel like this is just the start of their program. I, I can totally see it going to WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, especially how Brock's character is so different now. And I, I just find it more interesting compared to, you know, whenever they fought those, like, was it four WrestleManias in a row, it feels like? Yeah, that was during the the Babyface Roman, which was my least favorite yeah. carna- in, uh, incarnation of, of Roman, so. Yeah, 
Did you guys see the red lei that Roman wears? Is the same one that Umaga wore? Yes, you. Did oh, you send that in right. group chat? I remember seeing that. I had no idea. That's cool. Now yeah. that I know that, I'm like, that's even more cool. I mean, it makes sense. It feels like that's probably like a Heyman touch, I think. Yeah. Umaga was his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one other thing from SmackDown is Charlotte Flair has now begun a new feud, and it is with Tony Storm. So we'll have to see where that goes, but uh, Tony's been on the roster for a couple months now, and this is kind of the first time I feel like she's done really anything. Uh, she's actually really good. I, I watched her when she was in NXT uh, UK, and she had some great matches with Rhea Ripley. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, talent-wise, this could be a really good pairing. Hopefully she's allowed to wrestle the same way. Yeah, just have to wait and see. You never know when people get caught up you know, from like, NXT. Uh, yeah, like um, Dewdrop from UK. You know, it's totally different. Piper Niven. She is not Dewdrop. <laughs> um, on to Rampage, which came on right afterwards. The only thing I want to talk about was the opening match, and I just w- wrote one thing down. And that was Tony Nese versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship was awesome. This match could have closed the show, but it opened it, and it was it was just a banger, start to finish. I think we had talked about. I just have to say that Tim called it last time. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember bringing up. I was like, I don't think I've seen too much of Tony Nese's stuff, and Tim had said that like he was really really good, and this match definitely you know solidified that. I know good wrestling when I see it. <laughs> but Sami Zayn did retain, uh, so congrats to him. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen this match, it was a great opener for Ramp- Rampage. I noticed, you know, even though it is a pre-taped show, has some awesome matches they put on there. That, I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. You want people to tune in to watch it, so you put, you know, some good matches on there. Most of Punk's matches, I think, were on there at the start of his signing. Yeah, it's a it's a hard time slot too. 10, 10 p.m. on a Friday yeah. night. That's you know, like not a lot of people. That's a watching. brutal spot. Um, yeah, just on a Friday, who's who's sitting at home? You know, I mean, plenty of people are, but I guess we are. Barbers, but so Raw this maybe. week. This is true. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> Saturdays are my weekend. <laughs> Uh, so Raw this week, there was only one thing I really wanted to talk about, and that was uh, the Miz TV segment with Edge and the Miz. Uh, another good back and forth promo between the two, but this set up Miz versus Edge at the day one pay per view. I originally had thought that it was going to be Miz and his wife, and then Edge versus his wife. But uh, no, they're, it looks like they're going with just you know one-on-one wrestling match between Miz and Edge. So it could still lead to that though. They yeah. might do like a rematch or something. Maybe could still go tied into WrestleMania. Put on the grandest stage of them all. This person on Twitter made me laugh the other day. They put up a thing of the Miz, and they were like, "No, it was a picture of Maurice, you know, in a bikini or something," and it's like. We can all say what we want about The Miz, but in the end, he's the real winner. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, so stupid. 
So it looks like day one so far is, uh, as far as I can remember, is Miz versus Edge, Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, and Brock versus uh, Roman Reigns. So, so far, you know, pay-per-view sounding pretty good. Not bad. No, not at all. But, all right, guys, you want to get into this week's Dynamite? Let's go. Enter in Bizarro World. <laughs> Bizarro World. It was Bizarro World. So, Dynamite was in Long Island, New York this week. And Long Island, New York is the hometown of MJF. I saw someone in the crowd that said, uh, Ms. Jacob Freeman <laughs> as the uh, acronym for MJF. But... Uh, there were some great signs. There were, yeah, there really were. Uh, I saw a less famous Miz sign and uh, a couple of other ones. <laughs> yeah, the My Jewish Friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, so the show opens up with MJF's music, crowd cheers, but out comes CM Punk instead. Uh, well, right before this, hold on. When we were texting before the show, and Tim was like, there's no chance that they cheer MJF. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then as soon as this music hits, it's a pop, and I was like, let's go. There's a couple of fans in the crowd that, you know, weren't about him, but I think a majority of the the fans were. You know, there was a yeah. couple. You know, maybe a couple guys. They got to be a character on Dynamite. They, they got to play the true. bad guy. Yeah. They were the heel crowd. Um, so, yeah, MJF's music hits. CM Punk comes out instead, gets booed. Punk gets on the mic. I think overall, you know, the whole theme of him being on the mic was him basically being like, this is your guy, and then, like, giving examples of, like, how (laughs) shitty he is, and, you know, he was really going hard. He was going hard at the Long Island uh, Islanders Islanders. uh, hockey team, you know, just dissing a bunch of their, you know, sports uh, celebrities, and... uh, He was loving it. Oh, yeah, he... You know, he he was saying that Chicago was way better at like booing, you know, the heel over there. <laughs> uh, it was funny, you know, the whole time I'm watching, I was like, "When is MJF gonna come out?" But he never did. It was just punk, yeah. you know. Uh, it, in a way, it felt like Shawn Michaels being in Montreal. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Classic. <laughs> When he um, came back, yeah, what you when, guys think of the punk yeah, segment? Every, what you guys think about him getting booed uh, when Michaels came back to Montreal? Oh, no, when he was feuding that with what you're Hogan. Saying? Yeah, he was feuding with Hogan in 2005, and when he was like kind of being the bad guy during that feud. I remember that actually. Yeah, he came back to Montreal and everybody was booing him, and he yeah. looked at the crowd and he just said, "Who's your daddy, Montreal?" And then uh, Brett, and then <laughs> Bret Hart music's plays. And everybody freaks out, and then he's like, ah, yeah, okay, I, I just got now. He's like, I got you guys. He starts laughing, right? Yeah. He's like, I got you a little excited there, didn't I? <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do you guys well, think the, about the promo? The thing that I loved about this is that everyone was so focused on, like, what if MJF comes out to Punk's music in Chicago, and no one even thought about Punk doing this in Long Island. And then he walked out, and I was like, immediately, this is amazing. Yep. You know, this is going to be the great, great opener. Uh, like, yeah, the whole time, I, I feel like Punk was like, let me see how many times I can trash their, the Islanders, the hockey team. 
and compare it to the Blackhawks in Chicago. <laughs> it was like, he just kept pushing them, pushing them. And I was like, as soon, whenever he does turn heel, it's going to be yeah, amazing. For sure. Like, full on heel. Thoughts, Tim? Loved it. Thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was weird to see Punk play the bad guy. But, yeah, if he wants to, he could still do it, even when he's just kind of kidding around. His kidding around is better than most heels. Right, yeah. Um, so after that segment, we had the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. Uh, I believe the first entrance, maybe... Well, we had the MJF video package before then. Oh, God, where they're that? saying they're saying he... <laughs> God. Uh, it was at his old high school, and he was like... He's a two-time all-American. Captain of the acapella group. He got, he got all the women. Like, yeah. <laughs> he never lost a wrestling match. Yeah. He's wearing his Letterman's jacket. Like, uh. and then he came out after that. Um. Yeah. So then, yeah, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal started. MJF's like the I think the only entrance they really showed, and he comes out to his music, but does. A parody of Punk's entrance. He, <laughs> and he was like crying too. Like, was that, you think that was like fake tears? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he got down on the two knees. Uh, you know, he was looking around. He got up, did the clobbering time thing, and then did the swerving of the wrist like Punk does and just kind of made a, you know, gesture to the camera, like, ooh, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and then he went to the crowd and did, like, you know, kind of like... Leaning up against the crowd, yeah. It was great. Yeah. MJF's awesome. I love this feud. Yeah. Um, the match wasn't bad, though. I, it was kind of fun. Um, we got to see Leo Rush and Dante Martin face-to-face after Dante had signed with them, with uh, Team Taz. Um trying to think what else went down wardlow being face-to-face with um hobbs, oh, hobbs. that's two that's those are two big boys let me tell you <laughs> um let's see what else matt hardy had matt hardy well, had a MJ spot with someone in the corner of the entire thing matt hardy had a spot with someone but i can't remember i thought i just remember seeing it, i was like maybe he's gonna feud with with this guy now but um so, in the end, there wasn't one winner. There were two, and it was Dante Martin and MJF. It came down to Dante Martin and Ricky Starks who and MJF, but Ricky Starks and Dante Martin are both on Team Taz. Dante Martin eliminated Ricky Starks and takes off the FTW uh, armband. So, maybe he was just swerving them the whole time. At least that's what it seemed like. You know, Taz was on horrible sport. Taz was on commentary and seemed to be pissed about it. So I guess that's the direction they're they're going. What, what, you know, what did Dante Martin get out of swerving him? Nothing. It it was literally like a week or two. <laughs> like if that, it didn't make any sense. He didn't even go back to like Leo Rush no. or anything. Like I I don't know, but but the other thing was that MJF threw Warlow out. Um, I think for the third time in a row. Like every you know every single time they have this battle royal. I think it's like the third time around that he's tossed out Wardlow with a bunch of other guys. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. He did toss out. It was a. So yeah, who? So God, it was two. It was uh, Lee Johnson and another guy. I forget who it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was in the battle royal to begin with. 
But, uh, yeah, he tossed out two people that Wardlow, I think, was trying to toss out. So by tossing yeah. them out, he also tossed out <laughs> Wardlow. And I mean, I think it's obvious. Eventually, there's going to be a feud between MJF and Wardlow. They've had little moments like this yeah. of, you know, MJF taking advantage of Wardlow being his bodyguard. Um, it's been a great, like, slow burn. Yeah, no. Because you get, like, each time it's like Wardlow gets, you know, closer and closer. Because it's not an every week thing. It's an every, you know maybe a few times a year if that kind of thing where mgf screws over wardlow and it's slowly slowly building to eventually you know they're gonna they're gonna part ways and probably feud and then wardlow at that time might end up being the star for all i know um probably will i mean i like this entire match though because mjf was sitting in the corner behind the ropes he was sitting down but behind the ropes on the outside (laughs) hey who yeah he went through the middle so it's like you can't just toss him out either who was the British guy that Cody wrestled? Uh, Anthony. A go-go, Gogo. yeah. Hey, whatever happened to him? I'm going to bring him up every episode until we find out what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard something. I, I either heard something while watching uh, their shows, or I thought he was back maybe on like darker elevation. But I mean, I know at the time of their match, he was very green. I don't know why they had yeah. a match with such a... Because America, dude. You know, rookie, but... Yeah, whatever. America versus Britain. <laughs> we have to fight the British again. <laughs> but, so, yeah, with this battle royal, there was two winners. It was Dante Martin and MJF, which sets up their match at uh, next week's Dynamite, which is Winter is Coming. And so it's going to be Dante Martin versus MJF. MJF is basically defending his uh, Dynamite Diamond uh, and... Yeah, so that sets up their match. Afterwards, Ricky Starks uh, starts beating up Dante Martin for turning on him. MJF's at the top of the ramp, you know. Look, it was it was great. He was looking back. He's like, ah, should I? The whole time I think I was like, he's not gonna play a good guy real quick. And so he's looking back. He's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. Finally, he books it in there, gets in Ricky Starks' face. But what do you know? Both of them just start beating up Dante. That was Martin. hilarious. <laughs> Perfect. I loved it. MGF, MGF is so good. It was so good. Yeah. Because uh, it, it had me and believe him. I really cheered. thought he was about to start fighting Ricky Starks. Yeah, me too. But the crowd still cheered it every single time. And they said, like, one more time, like, kick him. Yep. <laughs> and he just went back and kicked him. And the crowd went wild. Uh, so while they're attacking Dante Martin, CM Punk runs out. But, you know, they clear the ring. So... That was a heavy booze this time. Yes, yes. Man, like, Long Island, you know, as much piece of shit MGF <laughs> is, they really do love him over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone knows any from Long Island, but, uh, you know. But uh, they would boo with Punk. Again, Punk's he, yelling to the crowd during this time, this is your guy. The PW fan just wants to say that we love our Long Island listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but we know you love MGF. Yeah, which is, which like is okay. MGF, He's great. He's fantastic. Uh, so our next match was 2.0 versus the acclaimed, or 2.0 teaming up with the acclaimed versus the Varsity Blondes and Jurassic Express. Um, at the end, Eddie Kingston, uh, towards the end of the match, Eddie Kingston ends up coming out, comes out, and grabs Daniel Garcia, who's on the apron trying to distract, takes him out. Just a minute later. Jurassic Express and Varsity Blondes get the pin. 
Right afterwards, though, Eddie Kingston's walking backstage, yelling at the camera, but he can't hear anything. I don't know if it was so close to the crowd, like, or maybe the camera was too far away. He was definitely cutting a promo. Yeah, he was cutting some promo. I was like, I can't hear a word you're saying, man. Um, but yeah. in the middle of that, Garcia and 2.0 come and attack Kingston, who's also with Ortiz, so they're attacking him too. Um, I'm wondering what this sets up. Because uh, we know Jericho did help out Kingston before. You know, my question is, does it set out set up Ortiz and Eddie Kingston with Jericho, or does it set up, you know, uh, Proud and Powerful with Kingston against 2.0 and Garcia? I don't know. What? Well, doesn't Eddie have, like, past connections with them because of LAX with Proud and Powerful? I mean, on during uh, TV, all they were saying that they were both, like, you know, New York guys is really all they yeah, were talking true. about. I, mean, I think that he, like, Eddie managed the... Old LAX, well, like, okay. uh, Santana and Ortiz were the new LAX and TNA. Well, hey, you're the no-selling indie fan. You would know this better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, we... That's what I remember. <laughs> after that, we had a backstage promo from FTR and Tully talking about Lucha Brothers, which uh, I think they were talking about having a match this coming Rampage, I think. Yeah, I think it was really And they were saying, you know, no more costumes. It's just going to be a fight between them. After that, we had a... Me- yeah, it was Rampage, yeah, because I was like, I thought they would put it on Wednesday. Yeah, so if you're listening, that will be tonight. Um, I could totally see it, see it either being the opener or the main event of the show. Then we had a match. It was Young Bucks versus Chuck Taylor and Rocky Romero. Your winners in the end were the Young Bucks. And then the Super Click attacks uh, Chuck Taylor and Rocky Romero afterwards, including Orange Cassidy, and Wheeler Yuta comes in. And all of a sudden you see, uh, well, you hear the Best Friends music, but then you see the minivan of, I think her name is Sue. It's Sue. Yeah, Sue comes in, and out comes uh, Trent, shaved head. Looking uh, like a wasn't, He was away for neck surgery. Yeah, he. I mean, he's yeah, in great shape. Surgery, I think it was. He's in great shape. He had some kind of neck surgery. He had been out a while, but he comes in, and so now maybe it looks like the real best friends are back together. <laughs> did you notice but though? They I ended up it, playing the music from. No, I was gonna say, did you notice? Yeah, though, they ended that, up playing the music from when Trent and Rocky Romero. But they also, his character, was very like serious, like. When they, you know, get the guy to give the people what they want and the hug, he just was like very like, like more like badass about it. Maybe it's a new Trent. I like that. It's a new Trent. Yeah, no, I mean, I I could get down with this version of his character. I feel like. Uh, I feel like he was also had a lot of adrenaline and being back, like you know, yeah. When you first get that. He got a big pop. Feel. You know, people yeah. people were hyped to see him. Well, he is one of the best ones out of best friends, like other than Orange oh yeah, Cassidy. yes, 100%. <laughs> 100%. hundred percent, yeah. Sorry, Chuck Taylor, but uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy Trent a lot better. Chuck Taylor is pretty good on the mic, but you know, in yeah. terms of wrestling, yeah. Um, but yeah, after after they cleared the ring, they ended up playing. Um, I don't I don't remember what their group name was, but Trent used to yeah. team with Rocky Romero, I believe, over in uh, New Japan. I don't know if Chuck Taylor was there too with them, but they played their music. Um, yeah, in, I, was in the like, arena. I didn't recognize the song. Yeah. 
So found out later that's what the, that theme song was. I think they said it on commentary, actually. I think Excalibur probably would be the one to, to know that. Of course, Excalibur <laughs> was like, when I wrestled in Japan, uh, that's that- the music that they used. <laughs> <laughs> Take the mask off. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so then we had a backstage uh, interview with Ruby Soho, who was interrupted by the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Um, and then she gets jumped by... Um, yeah, so then so they're talking, they're saying that they... I think they set up a six-woman tag team match and for Ruby to find two other friends, but, oh, Ruby doesn't have friends, or they say something along those lines, I think. That, and, uh... Awful. Because their third bunny and the bunny and Penelope Ford's uh, third partner was Nyla Rose, who eventually attacked her as well. Because Ruby's like, "Why don't we yeah. start now?" When she attacked her, though, she said, she "Yeah, said? what did she say?" <laughs> oh, I, I remember. Said, I remember. I didn't like it. I just I thought it was corny. <laughs> she was like, "Surprise, bitch!" Awful! It was God. I just I just sat back in my chair. Oh, I was like, like, God, I love I, I love Ruby <laughs> Soho. So hard <laughs> I love Ruby Soho, but she like did an elbow that I was like, Oh my God, not even close! Like it was like so far away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to the bunny, yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> um, so that that led into Samu Guevara at the top of the ramp being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Um. And then Cody Rhodes interrupts. So the interview was about, what, an open challenge, I believe, for the TNT Championship? Yep. And Cody Rhodes comes out and interrupts and says that he's going to get it. And I didn't realize until today, I texted you guys in our group chat that we have, that this will actually be a rematch from the very first Dynamite match on television. Okay, that's cool. Didn't know that either. The very first match of Dynamite ever was was Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. Had no idea at the time who Sammy was, where he was gonna end up. You know, he was wearing the Panda mask. Yeah, where where he was gonna end up. Uh, you know, oh, God, two three years it. later. Forgot about geez. that. Yeah, yeah, because I think I the like, next week he was already paired this? up with Jericho. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it being a good match, and he was really good. I was just at the time I had no idea who he was, and so it's kind of cool to see how far. I mean, Cody's. You know, kind of in the same like he was already a known name, but it's cool to see how far Sammy's come from then um, to now. So I think is that also going to be a winner's coming? Yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's going to be a good show then. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to, like and it was you see Cody tease like going towards the heel entrance. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, when he walked in, when he walked almost to the heel uh, entrance. Yeah. Think about where you think about where you were when the first dynamite happened. No, think about like if you remember the first dynamite. And <laughs> I was how at your you, house, Tim. Right. Uh, but like all these wrestlers, right? Like obviously we knew the Bucks. I knew Hangman Page and Jericho, um, Kenny Omega. There's a lot of guys that I didn't know. I mean, they've done a great job of building. Like when I look at some of these guys, like a Sammy Guevara. To me, he was the guy with the weird haircut, and he came out with a panda thing on it. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like this. And, like, two years, dude, he's awesome. So they've really, like, had great character That's development. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
Yeah, so they've done a great job with building stars over the last and few it, years. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Darby's first match was with Cody as well. Yep. Yeah, that uh, the first Fighter Fest, I think it was. Yep. So, uh, yeah, to think about both those guys. I mean, I I think I was with Tim during that. We were actually at his uh, father-in-law's house watching Fighter Fest, but uh, <laughs> um, I remember liking Darby right away. And I think Tim did too after seeing that match. I mean, I didn't like the risk he was taking. He did the coffin drop onto the side of the the ring on the bad. apron. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> was, yeah, I, I remember being like, God. <laughs> like, you don't need to do that. But, you know, uh, it is crazy, though. I mean, both those guys like to see where they, you know, where they have ended up. They really are, you know, as, as Punk's been talking about, you know, two of the pillars. Of the company. What do you guys think about Cody challenging, though? Because I feel like it's kind of random. Like, all of a sudden, he's challenging for the TNT title. He gets a little bit of a cheer in his home state, and he thinks that he can just come out and challenge <laughs> for the TNT goes championship. goes fire. Also, were those burns on him? He His arms were pretty, yeah. like, messed up. Yeah? Yeah, those were from, the, yeah, last week. God. But I, I did like in the promo, though, when he did it, he was like, from good guy to good guy. And yeah. was like, you're not a good guy. <laughs> and then that's that's when he faked walking into the, the heel yeah. entrance, was right after he said the good guy to good guy. Yeah. Um, So that whole interruption with Cody and him accepting a challenge led to a promo from Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky up in the audience. Um, You know, to me, it Why? felt pointless. Just basically saying that, you know, of course Cody gets, you know, the first shot. And, and guess what? Not Dan Lambert's in the, in the coming top back. Five, in the top five was, yeah, he brought up. He brought up Tim's favorite person. God. And they said how Scorpio Sky was in the top five ranking. You know, why not him? I haven't seen, hey, I haven't seen shit from Scorpio Sky lately. So I don't, maybe it's a dark and elevation stuff. I have no idea. Boring. But, uh, that is the thing. If you don't watch Dark or Elevation, then all of a sudden you see those guys come on TV and they're like 24 and 10 record. And you're like, I haven't seen them at all in Dynamite. Well, they're <laughs> like, where are you wrestling? That's how I felt about the Gun Club. They're like 18 and 0. I'm like, what? <laughs> some of those AEW guys, look, I like AEW, and I'm not going to speak for you guys, but they are like, some of them, the, the guys that you don't know who they are, it's like, you're boring, bro. Like, you haven't shown me anything yet that I'm like, Oh, yeah, this is awesome. You know, like, Scorpio Sky. Okay, he does a cool I actually act. used to really like Scorpio Sky. Yeah, but then but then, what have you done for me? Yeah, lately? I used to really like him. I never thought his promos were great, but this is true. Yeah, I mean, have bad matches with Dan Lambert. That's what you've done for me lately, men of the yeah. year. <laughs> Horrible. And who wants to see that? There was the we're bringing we're bringing Dan Lambert back. Everybody was like, "Boo!" <laughs> Please no. Please no. I'd rather watch no, more Matt Hardy and Orange not Cassidy. Even, not even Long Island wanted that. <laughs> so after that, we had uh, Jamie Hader versus Riho, which was announced last week. Uh, your winner was Riho. This was, you know, clearly a match to. Continue the feud with uh, Britt Baker and Riho, which is their match also for Winners Coming? I think so. Okay. Um, 
One one thing I one thing I just realized we forgot to mention is that during the CM I know this is way far back in in our podcast. Sorry guys, but CM Punk basically said he's next in line for the title. We didn't talk about that yeah, during right. his promo. The, he said the, the winner win- of them. He said the winner yeah. of Hangman and Brian Danielson. He said I want next. That's as direct as it's been since he got yeah. here for like the title. So um, that's super exciting. I, th- I mean, I think either winner would be, uh, you know, a great pairing for CM Punk. Though, I well, do you want to see Hangman and MJF, or do you want to see Look, Danielson and Punk? Let's be honest. We want to see Danielson and Punk. <laughs> <laughs> but that means both of them are going to lose. Like Hangman is going to lose the title. I know. You know, you know and I don't think like... it's the right time to take. The belt off of Hangman. You know there's some basement dweller right now that's like, no, I would actually like to see MJF and Hangman. Look, I, I want to see I want to see CM Punk versus Danielson. It doesn't have to be for the title, but that's just what they're maybe setting up. That's all. You know, you could, or maybe maybe they both lose and then somehow it's you a, know, it's they... a triple threat. <laughs> yeah. So that put triple threat between them, then really put Hangman over by beating these two top guys. <laughs> yeah. Over as a heel. <laughs> yeah. Fans would be pissed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so a- after the Rio-Jamie Hayter match, we had a video package from Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, which I believe they are also having a match at Winter is Coming. This feels like it's going to be a long show. I don't know how they can fit some of this stuff in within two hours. But it's still a two-hour show, but yeah. Two-hour show. It's going to be no backstage promos. It's just going to be match at them. It's almost like a mini pay-per-view, I think, is what it was last time. Yeah. Uh, we had a Varsity Blondes interview that was very short. Uh, they're at the ramp, on the top of the ramp with Tony Schiavone, and uh, they barely get to speak. Lights go black. And Malachi Black appears and sprays mist in Julia Hart's face. I have no idea where this is going, guys. Uh, I know Tim loved this segment, right? I loved it. I was like, yes. Get them out of here. (laughs) You're like, get rid of these cheerleaders and jocks. Though, we do like Brian Pillman Jr. But uh, I have no idea. Why? Why are you pairing Malachi Black with them? I don't get it. That'd be great if his new thing is he just starts misting everybody. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) But for the mist, apparently doesn't it, like, he's supposed to, like, turn them evil. But it hasn't done that that to anyone. I like when he got did All he did to pack was spray (laughs) his eye. I like when he sprayed Arn on the top of his ball. He also sprayed, like, Cody, like, three different times. So his miss is supposed his miss is supposed to be like Bray Wyatt's fiend's hurt heel gloves. He would yeah. pick a glove and they would either turn bad or whatever. But no one's turned at all. So yeah, Pack Pack was already kind of an asshole and he just got an eye patch. Yeah, and then Cody, you know, is fine the next week because you know he's Cody. Do we have an update on Arn? We'll see after this the fall. <laughs> He's probably good. I don't think we've heard anything. But it's very sad to, to, to they're gonna, like, drive him down to the ring now. I saw Mick. Speaking of updates, Mick Foley went to visit Jr. I believe. I think I think Jr. is doing okay. Yeah, my boy Jr. Yeah, he posts it every day. I believe the original. I believe Sansar Fresh. I believe the original plan <laughs> is for him to be back the 29th, unless that's changed. Yeah, 29th of January. Hmm. I thought it was December. 
I thought it was re- I thought he was like I thought it was like a month of chemo basically he was doing because he's been out since the end of November but her I could be wrong sassafras he's got a family anyway um <laughs> so our main event of the evening was Brian Danielson versus John Silver aka Johnny Hunky uh look I love John Silver I think he's great. <laughs> uh, but your winner was Brian Danielson. Danielson gets on the mic. He even calls John Silver Johnny Hungy while he's on the mic, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, it says how he hasn't. He was talking about all of the other Dark Order members um, and how he kicked their heads in, and then he realizes he hasn't kicked in John Silver's head. Uh, I don't remember. Did he start attacking John Silver, and then Adam Page comes running out? Or yeah. okay, yeah, he started kicking his head in. And then so he does. He does. He did get to actually attacking him, and Adam Page runs out. Um, Danielson just leaves the ring, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so next week we finally get the two. Um, and well, Hangman says I'm gonna stomp the cowboy shit out of you. Okay, I was like, <laughs> all right, the, the coward, the coward shit. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, you know, winter's coming. Looks like it's it's gonna be you know a nice you know fun show with you know pretty good matches. I I think I I'm not sure when MJF and CM Punk are, is taking place. They haven't. Yeah, it's not next week. It's not next week because next week is the Dynamite Diamond Battle it's Royal. Diamond Ring. But yeah. do you think CM Punk interferes in some way and Dante Martin wins? Definitely a possibility. Yeah. Because um, then, when would they fight next then? Because the pay-per-view uh, is Revolution. It's not till what, February? February and March. It's a long time. Yeah. So they would have to do it whatever the next There's no way they can is. keep the program going this long. Yeah. I don't there's, know. Maybe they're just no waiting way. for, like, just to have that match on one show as, like, the main main event. for. Like, Almost kind of like uh, Omega and Danielson. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Also, hasn't MJF had that ring for like two years? If yeah, not he more. Yeah, like, he would have it for three years. <laughs> yeah, if not more. God. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up. Wraps up. Uh, that wraps up our AEW Dynamite review. Who do you guys think is gonna win, Hangman or Danielson? There's a difference of who I want and who I think. <laughs> who do you think is gonna win? I think Adam Page is gonna retain his title. I think so too. How about you, Tim? Wild card bitches and picking Danielson. God, he's gonna be such a heel then, like a main event heel. Yes, Tim's here for it. He's I'm all here for here. it. <laughs> well, guys, that seems like it about wraps up the show for today. If you don't mind, please go to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at the PW Fan and follow Andy's Fumco Pop page. On Instagram at the 410 Fan Bros. We appreciate you listening and join us again next week on the PW Fan Podcast. Bye bye, everybody.